Thanks for joining me on episode 1072 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Paul Son from Cara. I challenge you to discover your true identity and calling so you can be empowered to live every day to the fullest. One way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend Scott Mater. Out of that, that's the resurrection. That's the life everlasting. That's the real moment that we're talking about. It's not some far off future event that comes later. It's actually something that we can live out each and every day. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's Spiritual Foundation episode about impacting the world, I talk with you about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 through 38, and 42 through 50. I talk about why this passage isn't about being a zombie in the world, and I also share why this passage isn't about something you have to wait for exactly. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 through 38 and 42 through 50 says this, But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust, the second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. This idea... always strikes me as funny. There's these conversations about the raising of the dead in the Bible, whether it's Jesus coming back, whether it's us being raised in the dead. And I've had conversations with people where they talk about this as basically being a zombie situation. Are are people brought back to life like zombies in these zombie movies that are, well, were probably somewhat popular at one period. I'm not sure they're as popular anymore. And I would say that the horror movie kind of mentality of the zombie kind of taps into some sort of fear 
that is global. And in fact, it goes back long before movies were around. The idea of zombies and the living dead and the fear of that actually goes back a long time. What do they reveal about us and our hidden fears? I'm not sure. It could be disease. It could be now look at the pandemic and you see all sorts of memes and jokes about how the pandemic is the beginning of the zombie outbreak, so to speak, that this is a sign of the zombie apocalypse. I, I think, too, though, the recognition of the zombiehood is also about a spiritual threat to us as long as well, that this idea of being resurrected in the body, and what does that actually mean for us? What does that look like for us, I think, is a very real one. And in this idea, Paul might actually be talking about this very thing with the early church in this passage. Maybe this is evidence that this fear of zombiehood goes back a long way. Maybe not, but I think we would argue that there's a bit in here about why would we just resurrect and reanimate and bring back dead flesh? Why would we inhabit this shell of a being after we've been brought back to some sort of spiritual afterlife? It, it, what kind of death are you coming back from? What if something happened to you? There was an injury or a car accident or something like that. Would you be brought back with all of those injuries? What would that actually look like. So there's that feeling that maybe there's a conversation around this going on. And I think Paul is saying, but wait a minute, you're thinking about it as if it's a physical, worldly act, but it's actually an act of faith and of the Spirit. There are analogies that we can use to understand this, the whole conversation about the seed and how a seed doesn't really reanimate, but rather is born into something new that takes on its own new life is in there, that there's a new creation being brought, that this resurrection of the body and life everlasting is about a birth into something new. It's, it's a transformation or a change. It's not merely extending what already exists. And the idea is that these seeds to this transformation are actually in us before the transformation happens. It's being brought out from within us. And because of that, if you think about it, it means that we don't actually have to wait for our death, this spiritual resurrection that we're talking about here is actually one that can be thought of as what is sown embodies the soul, what is raised embodies the, the spirit. And soul and spirit are not the same word at this time. The, the soul is our life force that keeps us tied to this world, why the Spirit is the divine spark of God. And if that's true, then this resurrection that we're talking about is not some sort of future event or something that we have to wait for or something that comes out of the after our death. It's actually something that we can live out each and every day by recognizing that we have a spiritual call, that we have a 
spiritual being, that we have a relationship with God, and that relationship calls us to be in relationship with each other and to be in relationship with ourselves, out of that's the resurrection. That's the life everlasting. That's the real moment that we're talking about. It's not some far-off future event that comes later. It's actually something that we can live out each and every day. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor. Go over to facebook.com slash inspired stewardship and like our Facebook page and mark it that you'd like to get notifications from us so that we can connect with you on Facebook and make sure that we're serving you to the best of our abilities with time and tips there. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.